Sport on Barton FM is sponsored by Easy Buy. This is the football podcast featuring the North Counties East League. Welcome to the programme, I'm Richard Watts. Coming up we have Seasons Past, which looks at the 1983-4 season. We've got the usual news and statistics, but we start with myself and Phil Withers talking to Matt Jones, the fixture secretary of the North Counties East League. Um, I want to start just by by asking you, in in a normal season, how do you go about putting the fixtures together? I use the old-fashioned way of pen and paper. I do them on a grid. Right. And then we work out. So I try and start by everybody having home away, home away, doing them in sequence. And then we look at the issues that we have with teams that have cricket rounds and ground share arrangements and that kind of thing and yeah. jiggle them around accordingly. And then this year, we thought we'd be, we'd be really helpful to the clubs and putting local derbies on Boxing Day and Easter. And, of course, <laughs> it hasn't exactly gone to plan, has it? So yeah. that plan's gone by the wayside somewhat. But the intention was good. How long does it usually take to put together? I usually start, we find out our league constitution sort of middle of June before our AGM, what the FA are proposing we should have, how many teams are in each division, etc. And I start on it then. And right. It's only a few weeks usually to put, to put together, but then I have to input them all into a spreadsheet and send to the FA and upload them onto the computer system for our website and things like that. So it's, it's not as simple as people think sometimes. No, I'm sure it isn't. <laughs> And, and this season must just be a complete and utter nightmare. Well, I think this and the previous one as well, the way the other yeah. one ended, it was, it was chaos. And it's, it's carried on with stop-start all the time this year. It's not been great. But how many how many matches are there to um, catch up on, roughly? Well, from, from the last lockdown, November and December, we lost nearly 200 games across both divisions. And then looking again today, I've just postponed on the computer another 70 or 80 games for January. February is going to be the same. So wow. we've lost roughly half the fixtures for the season in, in these two lockdowns. Good. You see any way of getting them back? Uh, the longer it goes on, I have to say I'm fearful at the minute. I think the, the chances now of finishing the season are getting slimmer and slimmer every day. And we're talking now of being in lockdown until well into the middle of March, which you know, gives us a problem then because the season has to be ended by the end of May. The FA have said it won't be extended into June, which, which certain leagues have asked for. It must be done by the end of May. So the longer we're in this lockdown now, the, the less likely it is to finish the season. Yeah, well, there's certainly issues in carrying the season beyond the end of May, aren't there? Like you were it's saying, the shared, it was arranging fixtures is shared grounds, with, say, with cricket once you get to summer. With cricket. Um, there's even issues with players. You know, some of the players yeah. will play both sports. Absolutely. It's also an issue with, with contracted players. We've got certain clubs that have contracted players in the Northern Counties. Those contracts run out at the end of May, so those players couldn't play. It's, it does, it's caused all sorts of issues. And again, you know, 
teams need the summer to get the pitches ready for the new season starting. So it's, there's all sorts of issues that people don't think yeah. about. And I'm sure a lot of families are going to want to be, get, assuming holiday accommodations opened, uh, I'm hoping to get away with my wife for various reasons, go and see my first grandchild for one thing. Down in Yeovil, we've been banned. <laughs> it's not good, um, it? So, you know, we'd like to get down there and see that. And players and their families will be in a similar situation. They'll just Absolutely. want to get away out of the house. Or they'll want to, like us, have a, a very particular reason for visiting a family member. Like you say, the summer is holiday season, isn't it? That's when people yeah. like to get away, have a break. And all, all the plans are a bit up in the air at the minute, aren't they? Yeah. And everyone we'll... talks about players, but uh, they seem to forget... Uh, Club officials, volunteers, match officials. So the other things that go with putting on a game, which a lot of fans, I don't think, realise what goes into putting a match on. No, it's one of the issues that we've had. One of the big issues is, is the volunteers at a lot of our clubs that help out tend to be elderly and in the vulnerable groups. And they're not really wanting to go to games at the minute while this is going on, which I think is understandable. Yes. So it's been one of the reasons we, we postponed the season again last week before the government announcement of going everybody into lockdown. We were yeah. struggling at clubs across, across the areas to, to get people to staff the ground. Yeah. Can, can we go back to fixtures? Because I've yes, of gone off topic a little bit. You were saying about how you arrange fixtures pre-season yes. for the upcoming one. Have you ever given any thought to maybe starting the season by the first 19 fixtures in our leagues with everybody playing each other once and then reversing the fixtures, which they do in some continental countries, I believe, well, it's, it's something that I try to do. As I say, I try to give everybody home away, home away, and I plan them all out as, as a rough draft on paper, and then we double-check them, and my other half double-checks them with me to make sure I'm not having the past had teams playing each other three times, or things like these. <laughs> and then when we're happy with them, we, we tweak them as necessary, obviously on the, the requirements and the limitations of some of the grounds and the teams and ground shares and that kind of thing. So they, they do all start out as a rough sort of home away, home away and teams playing each other in, in order. But then by the time I've tweaked it, it's nothing like. By the time they're actually ready to upload yes. that, it, it's changed quite a lot. Is there yeah. an option this season if it if there's time to sort of like reduce it and say teams just play each other once to well, get it the, moment, the latest update that I have is that the steps three and four leagues, there's the two leagues above us, want the season to end immediately. They issued a statement out on Friday saying that they want the season to end. And they're going to send a survey out to their member clubs to see, see what the clubs think and see if the clubs are in agreement with that. So we've been contacted by the FA who are planning now to do a similar survey for me to send out to our clubs to see if clubs want the season to end immediately or do they think teams should go up on points per game? How, how do clubs think the season should end? Right. I will circulate that to all the clubs as soon as it arrives. It hasn't done as yet. But we actually did a similar exercise at the end of October where we sent a survey of our own out to clubs. And at that time, the majority of our clubs wanted promotion to be sorted on points per game should the season end early. So I think it'd be interesting now to see, you know, it looks like it may, may end very soon. Do they still think the same, given the fact that some clubs have only played six or seven games? Can you promote a team that's played six games? Or, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a bit... Yeah, I think it's nonsensical when teams have played so few games to do points per game. I know there's very football forum among there's very a large number of options for how the season could be finished, including some people saying bring back last season's results 
combine them with the relatively few we've got this season, which almost makes a full season from a lot of the clubs, yeah, yeah. and then do points per game on that. And all the same, well, you can't bring back a season that's been expunged. Well, no reason why you couldn't really. The well, results, are, the results are still there. <laughs> One of the things I actually sat down and did the other day was exactly that. So we calculated a two-year league table, mm. see how it works out. Some of the teams have played 41 games over the two seasons. Everybody's in the 30s, so it is close to a complete full season. And when you actually look at the league tables, there's not a great deal of difference between the, the tables now and how they finished when the season was expunged last year. They're very much the same teams are at the top. The majority of teams that were at the bottom are down at the bottom again, struggling. There's one or two exceptions. I think Stavely this year, they were up at the top all last year. This year, they've only played seven games, so they're not high up and impacts mm-hmm. them. And the other one in Division One is Selby, who had a really good year last year. And for some unknown reason, this year have struggled and down the bottom only got three points. But the majority of the teams are in a very similar position now to where they were when the season was expunged last year. So it is something that I've looked at. But I don't know whether the FA would consider that for promotion and relegation. No, I think probably season on season, what you've just said about teams at the top last year are the teams at the top this year and probably are next year. And similar as you go down the division, there's always your mid-table teams that never seem to be challenging for promotion or in any real danger of relegation. You've always got your perennial teams that are struggling to avoid the bottom two places. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think that changes. It, the differences in the, in the, between the two years are, are quite slim. You said there's one or two that have a big change, but not many. Most teams are very similar to where they were last year when the season was expunged. And mm. I feel quite sorry for the for the ambitious teams that we've got that were at the top last year. They've invested a lot of money in the facilities, a lot of money in the playing squads. They want promotion, and they're the same teams are up there again this year. I think it would be a crying shame if again the season gets expunged and nobody moves up or down. Yeah, I say the FA wants to carry on with its reorganisation, doesn't it? Which well, they said it would be in place. They said right from the start of this season that promotion and relegation would happen. But I don't think anybody was expecting the season to get called off quite as quick as it has. So they've got a tough decision to make. Yeah, I must admit, from my point of view, I'd rather they went back to the drawing board on the uh, reorganisation because I actually think 24 team leagues are, are too big. I'd actually be totally radical and probably be a, so, a lone voice, but I'd take every division down to 20, yeah, which so means massive, 20, massive, massive relegations, although step three, four, of course, with having the extra league next, whenever it happens, um, probably avoids that in some cases. A lot of teams is just moving sideways into a new league. Yes, yeah. I know with the Northern Counties easily, 20 teams per league works quite nicely for us. I don't think we'd want any more than that. That's, that's sufficient for a league at an hour level. Yeah, well, again, that's one of the issues with extending the season, isn't it? A lot of businesses might start running again and they want the staff in and that includes a lot of our players. It is. Well, as, as I've said, if the lockdown continues into March, like they're suggesting it will do, we simply won't be able to get the fixtures in by the end of May anyway. So they'll be, they'll be looking at plan B, whatever plan B may be. Yeah. If the, if the FA come back and say that right, the Northern Premier League is is null and void and not taking part, does that mean do you have to follow that or can you still play on if your clubs want to? Well, as I say, we we've been told that the FA will send a survey out for the clubs to complete to see how they want the season to end should it cease early, which looks increasingly likely. 
Um, if nobody's coming down from the Northern Premier League, we can't promote these clubs with no space for them to go into. So it does cause all sorts of issues. So what we've asked is for the FA to, we'll put a couple of proposals through when, when the survey results are known. And leagues across the country at steps five and six, same level as us, will put their own results in and the FA hopefully will make a decision that will apply across the country. But I hope there's find some way to, to certainly give promotion to the teams that deserve promotion. Because over the last two years, Mm -hmm. So the same teams have been up there pushing for promotion, they've invested, ready for promotion, they want to go up, and it'd be a crying shame again if that's not allowed. Yeah, yeah. everything at the moment's a nip and a butt, isn't it? But uh, should this season be curtailed and uh, clubs can start ground preparations earlier than they might normally because of not having to go till the end of May before they can start groundworks, etc., would you be looking at maybe starting the next season a little bit earlier and have a yeah, little well, bit of leeway just in case we end up in a maybe not as bad a situation but uh, certainly a similar one. I notice Hancock said we want to get everybody vaccinated till autumn. No, no. It, it's something that we could look at as a league. It's a proposal. Again, we would have to, with the support of our clubs, submit to the FA because that would need approval from the FA Leagues Committee and then a vote from the FA Council. Nothing's ever simple. The normal standard procedure is we start on the first Saturday of August. That's set down in the mm. FA rules. So they would have to change the rules to allow us to start early. Again, it's something we could suggest if clubs are in favour of it. Yeah, just starting mid-July, just give an extra couple of weeks, wouldn't it? Well, it would. I mean, clubs playing friendlies at that point anyway. So yes. yes, it would reduce the number of midweek games later on to when, the, when the weather's bad. So, yeah, it's yeah. something we could consider. Changing the subject slightly, you must you must watch a lot of games. What's the what's the best game you've seen this season? Oh gosh, uh, it's top of my head. I can't think. I, I try and go to a different ground every week. Right. Um, I, I see. I try and see all forty teams during the season at least once, if I can. It's not happened as yet because there's not been many games. But yeah. no, I, I see some cracking games. I, I just enjoy it. It's, I spent 10 years working as a club secretary, so I had to be quite biased and go and uh, support my team and do, do the work for my team. Yeah. Now, as league secretary, this is my fourth season doing this, and I go around and have to be the other way, totally unbiased. I can sit and just actually <laughs> enjoy the football and not get stressed by it. And it. It's a different experience. It was really weird at first. Just politely mm. clap when somebody scores a goal and instead <laughs> of cheering wildly, just, you don't want to upset anybody. Well, Richard and I have both been in that position because we both worked as volunteers at North Ferriby United. Right, okay. So uh, we were there for a good number of years. I was press officer for 10 or so. So yeah. like you say, you're trying to, you've got your own team and you are biased. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I found when I became league secretary, it was very strange at first because you go around and you just say you have to be polite and, and little clap. It wasn't me because I've always been quite excited by football and jump up and down when my team scores and that kind of yeah. all the <laughs> got to be equal with both teams. It was very strange. I've got used to it now. Yeah, well, I'm sure if you uh, if we do get playing again this season, or have to wait for next season, I'm sure if you turn up at a game that we're commentating on, we'll thrust a microphone in front of your mouth. Oh, fantastic! Yes, I have actually I, done with uh, Barton this year and Ferriby. So I, un I understand Barton have got thumped both times you've been. Yes, he tells me I can't go anymore, but <laughs> I keep to just sneak in. <laughs> uh, a, lot, a lot of clubs always seem to think I'm a jinx whenever I turn up they lose so maybe I'm better staying at home I don't know uh, someone has to take the blame 
Yeah, that's it. So it's usually my fault. Everything's my fault. <laughs> well, um, thanks very much to t- for talking to us. It's been uh, it's been great to have you on. Very interesting. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Many thanks, Matt. Hope to see All you right. at a game. Take care, gents. Thanks Thank a lot. You. Cheers. Bye. Seasons gone by with Phil Withers. Hello. Today we look at the NCEL's second season, 1983-84. As in the inaugural season, the league had five divisions. A Premier Division, Division 1 North, Division 1 South, Division 2 North and Division 2 South. The Premier Division consisted of 18 of the 20 clubs who played in the first season. The two missing clubs were Shepshed Charterhouse who had been promoted and Skegness who had resigned. In 83-84, Spalding United were the Premier Division champions, beating both Arnold and Emley by a point. Division 1 North was won by Pontefract Collieries, with Roundtree McIntosh as runners-up. Interestingly, both sides had been promoted at the end of the first season to make 14 clubs in Division 1 North. Only Pontefract were promoted at the end of the season. Another promoted club, Borough Victoria, won Division 1 South. However, it was runners-up Denneby United who were promoted. In Division 2 North, Harrogate Railway finished five points ahead of Armthorpe Welfare. Brooksports finished bottom and resigned from the league. Division 2 South was won by Retford Town, in sharp contrast to neighbours Retford Rail, who resigned from the league. Kimberley Town were runners-up. As the league was reorganised for the following season, a large number of clubs were transferred around the new divisions, hence why I've hardly mentioned promotion. The League Cup was won by Division 1 North side Osset Albion, who beat Hilkelston Town 2-1 in the final. The Premier Division top scorer was MS Johnson of Champion Spalding with 30 League and Cup goals. Osset Albion's A. Smith was top scorer in Division 1 North, also with 30 goals, while star guest of Woolly Miners Welfare took the honours in Division 1 South with 26. A. Cannon from Harrogate Railway with 26 goals and K. Hutchinson from Retford Town with 21 goals took the Division 2 North and South honours respectively. Premier Division clubs Bentley Victoria Welfare and Arnold are two names that are no longer found playing football. Likewise, Division 1 North Bradley Rangers and Division 1 Southside's Freshfield Community Association, Arnold Kingswell and Norton Woodseats. A number of Division 2 North sides are no longer in existence, including Phoenix Park and Piltington Recreation. Oakham United, then in Division 2 South, are no longer in existence. The club was actually from Sutton in Ashfield and not from Oakham in Leicestershire. Hopefully you found this potted history of the 1983-84 season interesting. For obvious reasons there's not much news to report on at the moment but there's been an eye-catching transfer the Bridlington striker James McFasden dropping down the division to join North Ferriby. There's also been a managerial change at Goole. Here's the details. Goole have announced that Mike Carmody has become their new manager. 
Comedy will be joined in the dugout by assistant Alan Jackson to resume a partnership that had recently been at Division 1 side Armthorpe Welfare. They replace Mark Pitts and Simon Pottery who have left the Vikings as the club look to substantially reduce operating costs in the wake of restrictions brought about by the COVID-19 pandemic. Chairman Alan Wilson said, for the club to survive on a reduced playing budget, it has to adopt a more localized approach, attracting players with reduced traveling costs. The club felt that Mark and Simon, who are based in Leeds, did not have the necessary local contacts to satisfy our survival policy which has to be implemented immediately due to the critical nature of our financial situation. We thank Mark and Simon for their commitment to the team and the club throughout what has been an extremely difficult time. Carmody has said that, after a short break, he and Jackson are ready to return, saying in a statement, at present, Gould is very much in a similar position club-wise to where Amthorp Welfare was when I stepped into the role as manager and I believe we have the tools necessary for the challenge that awaits us. We are under no allusions to the size of the challenge but feel that if we can create a positive environment for players, fans and volunteers to come together then there won't be many clubs bigger than Gould in the Northern Counties East League. The fan base that Gould have had over the years has been second to none and we are going to need them back through the gate and hopefully they will be rewarded with some exciting football. From experience as a player and manager, Gould has always been a tough place to get a result and we hope to keep that tradition. North Counties East League Premier Division First Yorkshire Amateur 29 from 11, second Bridlington Town 21 from 9, third Liversidge 21 from 7, 4th Garth of Town, 21 from 9, 5th Maltby Main, 18 from 10, 6th AFC Mansfield, 17 from 9, 7th Hansworth, 17 from 12, 8th Grimsby Borough, 16 from 10, 9th Barton Town, 14 from 11, 10th Albion Sports, 13 from 9, 11th Eccles Hill United, 13 from 11, 12th Penniston Church, 12 from 7, 13th Hemsworth Miners Welfare, 12 from 7, 14th Ghoul AFC, 11 from 11, 15th Silsden, 10 from 10, 16th Thackley, 8 from 11, 17th Staveley Miners Welfare, 7 from 6, 18th Knaresborough Town, 7 from 9, 19th Bottesford Town, 4 from 11, 20th Asley Recreation, 3 from 10. North Counties East League First Division. First Emily AFC, 26 from 10. Second Campion, 24 from 11. Third Winterton Rangers, 22 from 9. Fourth North Ferriby, 22 from 10. Fifth Retford FC, 21 from 13. Sixth Brig Town, 20 from 11. Seventh Rottington Main, 18 from 12. Eighth Skegness Town, 16 from 8. 9th Park Gate, 16 from 10. 10th Hall Road Rangers, 14 from 10. 11th Hallam, 13 from 8. 12th Nostal Miners Welfare, 12 from 12. 13 Glasshouten Welfare, 11 from 12. 14th Armthorpe Welfare, 11 from 12. 15th Swallow Nest, 10 from 8. 16th Dronfield Town, 10 from 11. 17th Harrogate Railway Athletic, 9 from 8. 18th East Hull, 7 from 10. 19th Wordsborough Bridge Athletic, 8 from 13. And 20th Selby Town, 3 from 6. Leading Scorers North Counties East League Premier Division Ross Duggan of AFC Mansfield has 16. 12 League 4 Cup, 
Daniel Earl of Bridlington Town has 11, 10 League 1 Cup. Oliver Fearon of Liversidge has 10, 5 League 5 Cup. Billy Logan of Bridlington Town has 10, all in the league. Jamie Austin of Maltby Main has 8, all in the league. Roy Fogarty of Yorkshire Amateur has 8, 7 League 1 Cup. Joe Walton of Liversidge has 8, 5 League 3 Cup. And Regan Ward of Goul has 8, 4 League and 4 Cup. North Counties East League First Division. Kieran Watson of Hallam has 15, 10 League 5 Cup. Josh Walker of Winterton Rangers has 12, 11 League 1 Cup. James Isles of Emley has 10, all in the league. Aidan Kirby of Campion has 10, all in the league. Mark Ferguson of Glasshout and Welfare has 9, all in the league. Sean Hunter of Campion has 9, also all in the league. The Feeder Leagues. The North Counties East League has the following Step 11 feeder leagues. The Central Midlands League North Division, the Humber Premier League Premier Division, the Lincolnshire League, the Nottinghamshire Senior League Premier Division, the Sheffield and Hallamshire County Senior League Premier Division, the West Yorkshire League Premier Division, the York League Premier Division and the Yorkshire Amateur League Supreme Division. Here are the current league leaders of the various feeder leagues. Central Midlands League, Claycross Town. Humber Premier League, West Eller and Willoughby. Lincolnshire League, Epworth Town. Nottinghamshire Senior League, Bingham Town. Sheffield and Hallamshire County Senior League, Dodworth Miners Welfare. West Yorkshire League, Ilkley Town. York League, Dunnington. And the Yorkshire Amateur League, Wortley. That's it for this edition. Thanks for listening.